Good morning. It's April 17th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. Today's topic, a dark tunnel. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. Psalm 27, 1. Many people are familiar with the story of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German evangelical pastor who was a vociferous anti-Nazi dissident. He's the author of the now classic work, The Cost of Discipleship. A vocal opponent of anti-Semitism, he boldly opposed Hitler's genocidal persecution of the Jews. Eventually, he was executed, only months before the war's end, in the Nazi concentration camp of Flossenburg. Accused of being involved in the failed plot to assassinate Hitler, he was hung by the Nazis, even knowing that their cause was lost. Bonhoeffer has since become a household name among Christians worldwide, but far fewer people have heard of Titus Brandsma. Bransma was a Dutch Carmelite friar and then a Catholic priest, and by 1923 a professor of philosophy at what is now Radboud University in Nijmegen, Netherlands. He was a leader of the resistance to the policies of Hitler during and after the invasion of Holland in 1940. While some churches believed cooperation for the safety of its members was the right move, Titus was vociferously opposed to collaboration in any way, and as a journalist, as well as theologian and philosopher, his views were on public display. He was an outspoken critic of persecuting the Jews and referred to Nazism as the new paganism. After 1941, the Nazis refused to allow any Jews to attend private schools in Holland. Bransma was president of the Association of Catholic Secondary Schools and openly opposed the Nazi edict. When the new government insisted that his Catholic papers print Nazi propaganda, he refused outright. He was arrested and sent to Dachau concentration camp, renowned as one of the most inhumane in or out of Germany. Despite filth, starvation, and torture, survivors report that Bransma was often witnessed continuing in both prayer and meditation and appeared remarkably to harbor no bitterness towards his captors. Butler's Lives of the Saints quotes him as telling fellow prisoners, We are in a dark tunnel that we must pass through. Somewhere at the end shines the eternal light. He fell sick in Dachau and at age 61 was sent to the infamous hospital within the camp, known for his experiments on inmates. He was murdered with an injection of hydrochloric acid. We are going through a dark time as a nation and a world, where this time the enemy is not a twisted mind like Hitler, bent on extermination of anyone unlike himself, but instead an insensate single-cell creature that would spread inexorably at great cost to humanity in the single-minded pursuit of its own survival. Parenthetically, this devotional was written in April of 2020. Those listening to it in 2022 might find that there seems to be an individual with a twisted mind, not unlike Hitler, who's bent on the extermination of anyone unlike himself, and possibly the pursuit of absolute power. Of course, dark times existed on the personal level for many, even before the pandemic. There are those who are coping with other diseases whose prognosis is far more dismal. 
those who are coping with divorce and betrayal, those who are dealing with financial ruin, joblessness, and homelessness. All, however, have a common thread, fear of the future, and the hopelessness that can well up as the result. People of faith have an advantage in these circumstances. If you believe that you are simply a phenomenally complex evolution from more fundamental organisms, and they from inanimate elements themselves, then you are hopeless indeed, for you are entirely at the mercy of unseen and random forces that may or may not spare you and your loved ones. Furthermore, your fear is based on the deterioration of your experience in this life, or the loss of it altogether. The Christian may fear, from time to time, but the indwelling Holy Spirit will bring about repeated course corrections. We have a Savior who suffered and died undeservedly for our benefit, who then conquered death and lives within us, and we in Him. Belief that you are, in fact, not only within the family of the Savior, but that He is within the very fiber of your being, makes the fear of earthly consequences at most transient. There is indeed an eternal light at the end of the dark tunnel. When you're in the tunnel, you need to look up and keep your eyes fixed on the one who claimed to be the light of the world, and then you'll be granted enough light to take the next step, and the next, and the next. There is an expression, to know the strength of the anchor, you need to feel the storm. We'll close today with a song by Bob Coughlin, Anchor Beyond the Veil, as our prayer. Recall that the veil, in Old Testament times, was the curtain that separated the sanctuary from the inner tabernacle, the dwelling place of God. My hope is not in this life, nor this passing world's reward, but my hope is in a life that will never fade. My hope is in you, Jesus, risen King, ascended Lord. Even death itself could not hold you in the grave. And Jesus, you've gone before us, and your faithfulness never fails in the darkness. You reassure us, you're an anchor beyond the veil. And when the storm is raging and I'm battered by the waves, you're my refuge and my strength. I shall not be moved. And when the night surrounds me and I cannot see my way, you will guide me in your righteousness and your truth. And though we cannot see you, we await that glorious hour when this earthly veil is finally stripped away. And when we hear that trumpet and you come with awesome power, we shall gaze upon the radiance of your face. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.